What is up, my friends, and welcome back to the Vegas Confessions Podcast. This is episode 102, and in today's episode, I'm going to share the interview that I just did over with Jeff from the Jeff Does Vegas Podcast, which was an enjoyable listen, but not only did we cover a bunch of topics, we laughed a lot. And you guys know I'm big and working with the different podcasts and YouTubers and stuff, and so this chat was a really fun one because it was all Vegas, all about the podcast, all about including the new app that just released on the Apple Store, the Vegas Near Me app, and so much different options on the best bang for your buck, and basically why we started the podcast in the first place, and so much more. And seriously, folks, if you're not already checking out this Jeff Does Vegas podcast, you should definitely add it into your repertoire of podcasts. He likes to cover all the different aspects of the show and entertainment of Vegas that it offers, and it's really an enjoyable listen with all the different guests and stuff he has on. All right, let's go. Hey there, everyone. This is Matt Bridger, and you are listening to the Vegas Confessions podcast. Didn't we go to my favorite dive bar before that? We went yeah. to Double Down. Double Down Saloon, yeah. We had some ash juice. I am all about asking. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go check that room. There's like a dead guy in the in the bed. And the, the lady at the counter says, well, we'll call housekeeping. Like, housekeeping? Jay's never met an asshole he didn't like. <laughs> Shout out to the guy at third base at the blackjack table I was at last, who was obviously trying to keep a high-low count, but was mouthing the numbers as the cards were being turned over. Be careful what you say, because we can have you whacked. Hey, I'm Nicky Fermich, and you're listening to the Vegas Confessions Podcast. So before we jump into the interview, I do have to give you guys a heads up. I did record this interview while in Vegas, while working. My one week trip turned into just about three and a half. So now I'm back home ready to share the actual interview I did with Jeff Does Vegas. But not only that, update you guys on so much different stuff, different tips and things I learned along the way. Plus, you guys already know. I visited a bunch of new places. <laughs> so before we get into the interview, I do have to give some well-deserved shout-outs to all of the awesome Patreon members who've been supporting this podcast for a long time now. Eric Rosenthal, David Sowell, Renee Hale, Taylor Jew, Neil Macedo, Rodney Kelly, Atlantic City J, Bobby G, Michael Traeger, Scott Jarvis, Mike Cunningham, Travis Atherton, The Crybaby Vegas, Scott and Lisa Wingfield, good buddy of the show Saul, Graham over from the Chef Demoni podcast, and Jaina Garrard. Thank you folks for your continued support. And if you folks would like to get your name on this shout out list, check out our Patreon page where you guys can get your name shouted out on the podcast and also your names displayed in the videos that we do on YouTube as well here on the podcast. Alrighty guys, so let's jump into this. And there are so many different topics that we covered. From shows, to the F1, to the Raiders, to the Knights, to Randy's Donuts. I mean, you name it, we were all over the place. And throughout this chat, there's even an interesting part where we talk about Vegas taking you out of your comfort zone, and how small of a community Vegas is, and how everybody knows of one of another, and how really cool it is. It's always a blast having fellow Vegas content creators on the podcast. And I've been fortunate enough to talk to several from bloggers to vloggers to YouTubers to podcasters. I love learning about what got them interested in the city and what contributes to their drive to share their passion. 
And my guest for this episode of the podcast is easily one of the most passionate Vegas podcasters I've ever chatted with. Julian Romero is the host of the Vegas Confessions podcast, which I can honestly say is one of the best Las Vegas podcasts available. Julian has been podcasting about Vegas for almost five years now, and over the course of his run, he shared lots of great info about the city, both on and off the strip, and had the chance to talk to some amazing guests. Julian and I talked about what initially got him into podcasting and what he loves about being a Las Vegas podcaster, some of his favorite spots to hang out in Vegas, how he's managed to turn what started as a passion project into a full-time gig, and so much more. Please enjoy my conversation with Julian Romero of the Vegas Confessions Podcast. Uh, when it all started... My main career was longtime profession. About 20 years, I was a chef and running restaurants and originally born and raised in Fresno, California. Um, over the years, since the whole COVID thing, everything kind of took a shift. A lot of people know that as well as the podcast. I do YouTube. I do the social media stuff. And I come out to Vegas quite a bit. My goal during the pandemic was to come out and keep people updated on what was going on. Is it really bad? Is it really empty? Is COVID numbers at a crazy? Is it really crazy? How are the casinos responding to this whole mass situation? And is it empty? And are people traveling here? And just kind of getting a feel for what it was like. Well, during all of that, started to pick up some traction along the way, meeting some folks as I always do. I'm all about networking and, you know, getting a shake of hand because you never know where it's going to lead to. Well, after doing what I was doing for so many years, it eventually turned this hobby into a full-time job. And I was offered a job here in Vegas to work with a company that's a brand new startup, which is releasing this week, or essentially an app covering Vegas that's everything to do in town, which is right in the ballpark of what I do already in traveling around town, showing people different casinos, the different deals that they can find around town, best bang for your buck type of situation. And visiting some of the worst rated places because that's always fun. <laughs> so that's kind of where it, it kind of dove into with the YouTube channel. Again, I'm still learning every day. Uh, I, I hang out with all these creators and again, they're all good friends. So, and it was the same thing with the podcast and I just kind of, Hey, you know what? I want to keep people more in the loop. I want to come out more often. So it eventually led into a job and now I do, I spend a half of my time here in Vegas working, um, with the app, we're actually releasing this week, like I said, and we have basically over 16,000 different things you can do in town, whether you want to shoot a machine gun out of a helicopter, swim with sharks, just stuff you didn't think you can possibly do in Vegas, like drive a monster truck, smash a car with a bulldozer. I mean, you name it, just any anything you can do in town. And it's all free and it's a free app. So they're like, hey, Jay, we'd love you to come in and kind of help us with this stuff. We know you know people around town. We know you know stuff to do. So, I mean, if we can have you come on the team and kind of bring some of the content stuff into the ballpark. So instead of your typical review system, we don't do a thumbs up, stars, none of that Yelp kind of stuff. We're essentially going to be Yelp and Google in your pocket with all the content. If you think of a business, say you wanted to go check out Mona Gabby, and not only do you bring up the business in the app, it brings up a one button uber button that you can touch it from wherever you're at at point in time in vegas and it'll set you up to get you there to your destination there's open maps turn by turn directions you can book through the app 
You can check out the menu, you name it. But if you've never been there, that's where it gets cool. This is where it gets pretty cool is we have what's selected as our featured clips for every business, whether it's a YouTube video or a podcast that was covering the business within the last year. So everything's current. So people have went there and they've showing you their meal and experience or why you should go or some of the specials. All of this stuff pops up for you to see as soon as you open a business. And that goes with restaurants, anything you can do in the city. That's what we're doing. So now what we're doing is releasing the app to where it's free to everybody to basically give people exposure and help find things in town when they're looking to do stuff. These casinos are so big that we've even included some maps for the properties. Let's kind of give you a layout of the land. I mean, you name it, parking tips, deals. There's all kinds of stuff in this free app. It's going to be pretty cool. I love the idea of linking from the app to uh, a YouTube clip or a podcast clip or whatever. So, for example, if I do a trip report episode and I talk about um, breakfast at Monami Gabby, people will be able to go on the app and they will uh, be able to go to the Monami Gabby page. And on that page, there will be a link to the clip from my podcast. Is that the way it's going to work? Yeah, 100%. So like the episode you just did of the atomic bomb and stuff, and you talked about the um, atomic testing museum and stuff here in Vegas, all that whole clip was included. And that's linked into the atomic museum. If people are interested, it brings up the business and any other podcast or video that's been done on that business that we've collected. So right now we have more podcast and video clips between me and my wife collecting and accumulating all of this stuff, timestamping everything. So when you think of the typical video of a room review, you don't get the, hey, welcome to the channel, subscribe. This is why this is what I do. You just get the typical start of the room review video. This is what you see. This is what you get type of deal. So it's really nice in the fact that you're just getting to see before you come and you're knowing before you're going because that's a big one when coming to Vegas for sure. One of the big questions that I get all the time when I talk to people about Las Vegas is what keeps you going back to the city? Why do you go back so often? And and I don't know. I mean, for me, it's just I, I, I just love the city. And, and it's it's something that that has built up over time for you. Was it um, was it love at first sight or did it take a little bit of time for you to to build that up and think, hey, like this is a place I want to go back to a lot? Jeff, it was weird. When I got here for the first time, and you're absolutely right when people ask you, why do you like Vegas so much? It makes you feel like you are kind of weird, right? But then you get here and you're like, okay, I'm in my comfort zone. This is why I like Vegas. So one thing about it is when me and my wife first came, we were out maybe four o'clock in the morning that trip, right? Late night, we were partying at Coyote Ugly all night. You know, it was a fun night. So we're out on the strip. And Jeff, I could not believe the strip was full of people and traffic and everything was still going. I'm like, this is the city that never sleeps. That's why they say this. And ever since then, Jeff, I was like, you know what? Everything's open. It's, it's an open playground. Let's go explore this son of a gun. Right. So then I just started making it a deal to, Hey, you know what? Let's start exploring this city and telling people about it. And let's start giving them an idea of what they're going to get into before they go. Hence, everything happening where it's going now. But that was my thing. Hey, let's go check this restaurant out. Let's go see if this food is really good. Let's go see, you know, 
Go check out this hole in the wall mom and pop shop, get to know the business, find out what they like to do on their free time when they're not working, and then give you a new idea of a business to go to, or I end up going, right? So it really does a whole nother level of networking, but this city, and when I tell you word of mouth is big, your reputation is key, and you know the people you know and the handshakes you make in this city, because it's so small, people think it's so big. It's really small and it's a tight knit community of people who know everybody within the industry, especially like the casinos and restaurants. And when you know somebody, they know a person that knows a person, they know a person. And it leads to so many different connections, Jeff, that I'm somebody who I'm baffled that every day, like no matter if we tweet on social media or whatever it is, the casinos always interact, you know, a lot. And I find that stuff pretty cool because even as, you know, not to say I'm a step above anybody else, but even when people see it, like, you know, just the regular average dude, they're like, hey, that's cool that, you know, this casino does that or this guy's out there showing people place uh, different places and the casinos acknowledge that he's doing this. And that's the whole point is, hey, I want to show you guys what these casinos have to offer and the different amenities, whether it's a meal, whether it's the pool, whatever you're into, the new rooms, the new hotel. There's so much to do in this town. It's hard to keep track on it. And that's when I realized, you know what? There's actually people that will listen to a stupid podcast about Vegas. And holy shit, Jeff, if I didn't see downloads come in like crazy. And over the last few years, since it's just been me and my wife, just nonstop coming and like crazy coming out to Vegas and going to different restaurants and giving reviews on, you name it, shows, anything to do in town. The downloads have been phenomenal, and it's crazy because we'll be at a craps table just throwing dice and, hey, let me get a hard eight, you know? Are you Jay? Yeah, I'm Jay. What's up, man? How you doing? Oh, I listen to your fucking podcast the other day at Alice Island. This is, these are the great moments that make all of this rewarding when we're sitting there talking into a microphone by ourselves, right? Like, those are the rewarding moments when, you know, there's a guy at the end of the craps table who's about almost 6'5", and he's big old muscular dude, and he's throwing the dice, and he cashes out. And, you know, I'm getting ready to place my next pass fine bed and get ready to go. And he comes over, and he's like, hey, Jay, love the podcast, man. He didn't say a word the whole time for an hour, right? But then afterwards, it's like, hey, Jay, love the podcast. Love what you and Kelly do. I'm like, what the hell? Like, that's the reward. And they're like, hey, by the way, we just went to Esther's Kitchen, and you're right. It was freaking great the fact that these people will take time out of their trip to do any kind of recommendation that my dumb ass says means the world to me. <laughs> I totally get that and, and totally understand what you're saying. I know um, when I first started doing this podcast, it, it was, it was just a hobby. It was a fun little passion project and it was just something that I wanted to do because going to Vegas as often as I was, I'd kind yeah. of become the de facto Vegas expert amongst my group of friends. And I thought, yeah. well, if my friends are asking me questions and want to know about <laughs> stuff, maybe random strangers on the internet might want to as well. And you know what? <laughs> if I get like a thousand people download yeah. my podcast, I'm going to be thrilled with that. Yes. And, and four years later and 160,000, almost 160,000 downloads, here we are. And I'm like, this just continues to blow my mind every single time I see another thousand get added to the list and yeah. i remember the first time i got a either a dm on twitter or an email from someone who said 
hey, I listened to your trip report episode and you talked about such and such a restaurant and we went and we loved it. And I just want to thank you for that. It's like, wow, that is the coolest thing in the history of ever. A total stranger, as you said, Mm -hmm. took a recommendation that my dumbass threw out there and (laughs) and just thought like, wow, somebody actually cares about what I'm saying. And, And that's the kind of thing that really gets me. It's the kind of thing that keeps me going in, in yes. doing this is it, I'm assuming it's the same for you guys. It's a hundred percent. And then Jeff, it goes to a whole nother level. Like, like I said, I, it started with the podcast and then I was like, Hey, a little bit, a few uh, years when I first started coming, I was like under the impression oh, I'll start vlog, but I just never did it. I went with more with the podcast route. Well, after the pandemic, during the pandemic, more or less, I started to pick it back up. I'm like, you know what? People love to listen about Vegas, obviously, because the downloads are great. Let's start showing people. Let's start showing people this food that I'm telling them about. Let's start showing them what these places look like that I'm describing these clubs like the Phoenix that's painted by a local artist inside and out from every inch of the place, right? And you could only do so much by telling a person, but then you show them and you can start doing these little tricks and stuff in your edits where you start actually producing a decent video and you're like hey this is actually really good i like this and then you start getting people who actually watch and then you're here jeff and they're like hey jay i know you're in town i want to come spend some time with you are you going to be downtown at all like whoa 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 you're coming to vegas for two days and you can do anything you want with your time and you want to hang out with me like dude i will find your ass we'll go have a meal we're gonna do something like we're gonna have fun we'll go gamble we'll go do whatever you want but you want to hang out, let's go hang out. And that's what it's been, Jeff. I've been here on this recent trip. I've been here three weeks now. Every night I go out. I tell my wife, she's like, so what are you going, where are you going tonight? Downtown? I'm like, you know, that's my spot. I've been downtown every night. That's my comfort zone. And I meet up with somebody that's a listener, a friend I happen to walk into. There's never plans made. But at the end of the night, we're always hanging out with somebody and we're having a meal by the end of the night, capping it off. That's the biggest reward in doing all of this you can ask for. Again, turning a hobby into a full-time fun thing to do for the rest of our lives, right? Like, And, and again, we've talked about it. There's people who have a passion for doing stuff they love to do. And then there's people, you know, that just love to do it. And the ones that love to do it will always be the ones that'll make people come back for that next listen or find out what that next report's like, or, Hey, what was that next restaurant they went to like that they were talking about? And so excited to check out. Right. So it does something to a listener where, and again, I got to give a huge kudos to, you know, Shane and Eric, who were a big part of this podcast. When we first started, we again, got together, wanted to talk about different ideas and stories. And then we brought in Eric who knew a lot about like the casino inside stuff, which was great. And then, you know, my wife came on and we just started, we started going ham at Vegas. We're like, we can do this. We can visit. It's not that far away for us. I mean, we can make this happen. We have the comps. If we keep it smart and we do it right, we can do it free. We, you know what I mean? We can work the system. So we're basically all we're paying is, is for gas to get there and the food and everything's included, depending on where we eat, you know, if we're eating at our hotel and stuff. But yeah, it's, it, it really does set the people apart who really, have a passion for doing stuff that they like to do and people who like to do it. So as somebody who's always loved this, I mean, I never turned down the opportunity to turn uh, chat about Vegas or meet somebody here or whatever we're doing, a group meetup. I come out to people's 
weddings that they've invited us to. I mean, it, it's been a hell of a community. I mean, I've traveled the country, going across the country to drive my daughter's car to college. And, you know, I stopped at friends in Texas's house that I met here in Vegas 10 years ago to stay the night just because they knew I was coming. And lo and behold, they decided, no, nope, you're not going to come to the house, Jay. We're going to get our RV and we're going to go camp out on one of the lakes out here, the biggest lakes. And we're going to take you out on our boat, jet skis, and we're going to have the time of your life for a night while you're here in Texas. That's the reward in doing all of this stuff. Like, I can't express it enough. And again, if you have a passion for creating and whether it's video audio any kind of content if it's social media whatever always thrive always try to get better because i mean jeff i bs you not brother there's not a day today where i'm not trying to learn watch youtube videos on audio uh getting better quality you know why am i finding a hum in my my ear in my feedback like it doesn't matter whether it's audio or video if i have the moment and time to sit down and watch and potentially learn something new I take the chance to every day because I feel like once you feel like you've mastered something, it's time to move on. Uh Yeah. So again, I I love this. And again, for any creators out there, follow what you do, stick to what you do. And Jeff, you're a perfect example. You're, you're, you're right there. You're into it four years. You're starting to see the benefits of it and that there is people who listen at the end of the day. And like you said, when they reach out, you can't ask for more as a reward. It, it's, it makes all of this fun hobby worth it. I love that you mentioned earlier too, about how small of a community Vegas is when it comes to the different oh, yeah. industries. I've found that I, I and at regular listeners, of the podcast know, and you'll know I'm, I'm big. I say I'm big in the entertainment community. I'm not big in the entertainment community, but right. <laughs> I have right, right. I have a lot of friends in the entertainment community. And, and it's been that same thing where you meet one person and they they say, oh, do you know so-and-so they're in <laughs> such and such a show or they do this or whatever you should, you should meet them. And then you meet them and you have them on the podcast. And then the next thing you know, they're saying, oh, do you know this person? And I mean, I think every entertainer that I've had on the podcast, and it's been a lot of them, every entertainer in some way, shape or form has been linked to each other. They all know yeah. each other. And and if you ever have an opportunity to attend any kind of um, event in Vegas that involves the entertainment industry, I can walk into one of those rooms and know 85% of the people in that room. And, and they yeah. all know each other. And, and I mean, my wife and I have joked a couple of times when we've gone to um, down to Vegas and we've gone to particularly Golden Knights game because, of course, mm-hmm. as a Canadian, we are legally obligated to like hockey. That's that's the rule. <laughs> if you don't like hockey, they take away your citizenship. That's how it works up here. <laughs> Anyways, we'll we'll go to a Golden Knights game and we'll be sitting there and we'll kind of look around and <laughs> we'll say, you know, I bet we know more people in this arena in Las Vegas right now at a Golden Knights game than if we went to a Calgary Flames game in Calgary at home here. We know more people. We were trying to get out of a game one night. We were down there with friends, and they had driven, and so they wanted to get out to beat the the crowd, beat the traffic. My wife and I are getting stopped every 15 feet by people that know us, saying, hey, Jeff Kim, how's it going? Hey, yeah. And our friends are looking at us going, what the actual what the shit is happening here? Like, how do you know all these people? So it's it's funny that you mentioned that whole idea of such a Vegas being a small town where everybody knows everyone. It's really kind of hilarious. It really is. And, you know, what, what trips me out is the people you run into and, you know, 
they know that you do the podcast, but like you talked about, Jeff, is you know everybody there and they all know you. But there's also that side that I always think about is I'm the outsider who comes to Vegas Mm -hmm. and they know that and they're big into that and they appreciate that. So they're like, go the extra step and to acknowledge you and admire your friendship and keep that close too, because they're like, this dude actually genuinely cares about this place and is always giving the word of mouth to this place. So they embrace you and that I can't express enough about this city. doesn't matter whether it's a restaurant, casino, you name it, Jeff, if it's a dance class, I've been invited to get my windows tinted and get radios in my car. I mean, just people who have been offering like, Jay, if you'd ever need anything, like, guys, I don't need anything, but freaking thank you, man. That's awesome. I 100% understand what you're saying about being an outsider and being welcomed into this this circle of people. Um, I am fortunate enough to be friends with some amazingly talented people. These are people who are singers, dancers, performers, actors, musicians, just people who are a a billion times more talented than me that I have absolutely no business being friends with, but they have welcomed me into this tight little circle. They've, they've been so accepting to the point where um, they've become some of my closest friends and they're people who, when bad stuff has happened to me in my life, they are, are among some of the first people to reach out to me to check, a, check on me and make sure that my wife and I are doing okay and ask if we can, if, if they can do anything for us. And, um, it, it's, it's really incredible. At, at one point I was calling, calling them half jokingly, my Vegas family, because I, I actually saw them more often than I saw my actual family. And, and so, as I say, I think it's just, it's amazing as, as an outsider to be welcomed in and to, to be so accepted among this group of people. It, it it's really, um, it's really heartwarming actually. And you, I want to side note here and backtrack because you mentioned the entertainment industry. I want to mention a name that I really enjoy every time I come out here and I get to see him. John Shaw. Oh, God. I Yes, I had John on the podcast. (laughs) John John was one of my favorite guests because (laughs) I asked him one question and he talked for 45 straight minutes. And I loved I it. Him. It was it was yeah. fantastic. And and John was I, the first time I ever saw John was at a Monday's Dark, and he nearly burned the place down, which was fantastic. Yeah. They got in a lot of trouble over that. But anyways, they um, John was great. John was fantastic. And 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 anybody that hasn't listened to that my my conversation with John Shaw needs to go back and listen to that episode because yeah, I asked him one question and he talked for forty five minutes. It was the greatest interview ever for that exact reason. And he had any, and the thing is he talked for 45 minutes, but he was interesting to listen to. Yes. And, and you mentioned, we talked about it, you know, knowing people, right? He's one of those guys. I met him from lefty who does the late night magic show, who also knows bizarro, who also knows, you know, all these other guys and all, you know, Murray, the magician, they're all friends in this city and it's so much of a community here that they do. They all work at each other's shows. I mean, John, he's at, you know, Miss Hayes. He's all over the place in these different shows and it shows what a community they do and how well they embrace each other and support each other. Because at the end of the day, 
this is their craft and they all get together and do it at different events and venues. So it's cool to not only see magicians, but comedians and actors and everybody get together in the city and they throw um, the shack just had his, his gala here and had all kinds of different performers. And that's the thing that makes Vegas unique is you never know what the hell is going to happen the next day. <laughs> yeah, But that, that's, and that's where I'm learning too. like, even that, like I'm a part of this new app, Jeff, it blows my mind on how much stuff I've learned over the last eight months that I didn't know I can do. And here I am. Oh, I go to Vegas all the time. I, I know, hey, this is a good restaurant. I've learned so much about Vegas. These hole-in-the-wall places that you have to visit. I visited a place this week called Peg's Glorious Ham and Eggs. No, Peg's Glorified Ham and Eggs. Now, you hear that, you're like, what? Okay, there's plenty of other breakfast options. I walked into this place and had probably the most beautiful waffle breakfast I've ever had. Breakfast was perfect. Service was stellar. Place was immaculate. Clean, spick and span. And this is a place nobody's ever mentioned on a podcast or just, and I'm like, see, these are the benefits of getting out in the town, visiting all of these casinos. And luckily, I'm now able to say, besides, you know, the casinos that were recently demolished, I've been able to visit every property here in Vegas. And that was my goal is to start off with the casinos and visit them all, get a feel for them, get to see what they're all like and how they're all different. And then now we're starting to venture our way into you know, the different types of cuisine and shows that Vegas has to offer, which those are all its own task itself. But dude, the entertainment industry, John Shaw, awesome freaking performer. And I can't say enough good things about him. My boss actually of my new company here was the one who took me to that show to see it for the first time and walked me in there. And the first perform performer I walked into was John Shaw doing what he does. And I was like, oh, and I looked at my boss. I was like, you come here for fun? And he's like, what? And I go, you've been here before? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Like, wait, it gets better. I go, better? Like, dude, my mouth hit the floor. Like, I could not believe what I was seeing in these different performers that are doing it. I mean, I'm sitting in front of the stage, and they're doing these magic tricks, like pulling birds and cats out of nowhere. And I'm like, what the hell is happening right now? And at the end of the show, they're all out there to meet you and how you doing? How'd you like the show? And that's the benefit of going to some of these small little shows that you're not going to a Cirque or, you know, these big ones where you're not going to have an opportunity to meet, you know, some of these performers, but these shows, they come out because they genuinely want to know your feedback and how you enjoyed yourself. So you get the opportunity too to not only see the show and be entertained for an hour, hour two, two hours, whatever it may be, but you get to meet these performers afterwards. And they're such genuine people. Then, like you said, now you have a new friend to start networking with. And now you have five more new magician friends that probably have five other more magician friends that they want you to be introduced to and check out their show. And again, this city is nonstop, Jeff. And as somebody who's turned that hobby into like full-time staying here, working here, it's even harder to stay on top of things when you're here too, man. It's just as hard because like, you have that mindset of, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to create these videos, and then I'm going to go home and put the videos together and get my content out, right? Well, now it's a little bit different because like a perfect example, yesterday, I was able to leave the house here, go over, record my videos, walk around, get all kinds of B-roll, roll over to the next casino. So I was bouncing around at the Link, the Promenade, the Flamingo. I went over to Harris, 
got all these cool shots, left, came back to the house and started editing. I'm like, this is fucking nice for a change, you know? So it does, it does something totally different when you're here versus, you know, all that planning and I, I want to execute this stuff and make sure I get it done and not forget to do stuff. That way, when I come back, I have all this content. And I've always had a hard time with even my wife, we show vouch for this because sometimes when we come out, I'm just like, can we just enjoy ourselves? Like, <laughs> can we just fucking just chill and not yeah. have to worry about going nowhere? And let's just sit at the pool all day. Let's drink. And it never happens. We never get drunk like that. Like, one time I think, and I've gotten myself really bad and I blame Jerry's nugget for that because I got like, uh, you know, a really cheap, a cheap dice table and the drinks come really fast. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a night for disaster, but yeah. So long story short, I was pretty much passing out by the time we was back at the hotel and wifey wanted a place. So I sat next to her on the slot machine and just happened to start uh, leaning over on her a little bit. <laughs> so that's my extent of drinking in Vegas, but yeah, uh, you know, out of all the people you see partying and stuff, Jeff, like I tell you, I'm out walking around every night. I'm out working every day in these casinos on the Strip and downtown, the Valley, all the surrounding areas. I'm everywhere in town. Never, ever have I felt unsafe. I know people have brought up the discussion of, is the Strip safe? Is downtown safe? Listen, there's bad apples everywhere you go in life, and it's all about avoiding them. And at the end of the day, shit happens and you know what this is a tourist attraction it's 43 million people that visit here yearly there's bound to be some shit to go down right like let's be real so at the end of the day there's just so much to do that you do you have to separate that time sometimes where you're like hey i just want to enjoy myself this trip not have to worry about doing anything but let's just enjoy ourselves and then 10 minutes later you're like I really need to be making a video. I really need to yeah. be recording a podcast episode. Like, we really need to go try a restaurant, babe. And she's like, I thought you said you wanted to enjoy yourself. I'm like, I know. Then the creator comes out in you. You're like, I can't go home with nothing, right? Like, so you do, you get that drive. And that drive and that fire is always there, especially because Vegas is always here for us. I'm always like, hey, what are we going to do that we haven't done? What should we do that, you know, people may find interesting. So my perfect example, my dumbass yesterday, I noticed these brand new pizza vending machine boxes that are inside of the link from Buddy V. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, of course, I'm going to make a video on this because I'm always intrigued seeing people try food in other countries out of vending machines. Lo and behold, they're now here on the Vegas Strip. I'm not a big cake person, so I wasn't into the cake ones that he has. But when I saw pizza, I was like, okay, this may be interesting. So that video I went and recorded came home yesterday, but it was, it was a different outlook versus getting this stuff recorded so I can go home, yank it out, get it all done and hammered away and make sure that content gets out, whether it's video or podcast, because that's the other struggle with me is now that I'm doing both versions, I do try to get a podcast episode out every other week and a video every weekend. So that consistency, you know, gets hard when you're out here and you take trips and, you know, you have to put the, uh, podcast on pause for a bit because you got stuff going on and then you get back and you're like even more hungry i want to get this episode out i want to update them about this place that we went to so yeah it, it does something really different but like i said man this is a very very unique place and yeah when i first got here i was like holy crap this place is non-stop and ever since i've been here i always find it more intriguing that i always find something new mm -hmm is nonstop new stuff, restaurants, bars, clubs, day clubs, nightclubs, casinos. I mean, 
you name it, there's speakeasies all, speakeasies all over this place, and I'm not even a big drinker. I mean, there is so much shit to do for everybody. And that's the other thing I love when meeting people out here and finding out not only, hey, I don't only want to know, hey, where are you guys from? Where are you staying? But what are you guys planned on your trip? What are you guys doing? What what's what do you guys what's your big thing? So what's the meal look like? What's your high? You know what's what what are you guys looking forward to do when you come here? Because everybody's comes for a different reason. Whether you're coming for a festival, whether you're coming just to gamble, or if you're just a history junkie, or if you're a club person, Vegas offers it all. Shows, entertainments, like we talked about some of the best cuisine in the world. I mean, best class chefs are here. I mean, you name it, everything's here. So it's, again, it's everything you want in one spot. And typically it's all open all the time. So it it really is overwhelming sometimes. And I, and again, as somebody who comes all the time, still overwhelming. Something that I've really enjoyed about doing this podcast is um, it's forced me to step outside my comfort zone in that, I think so many people who travel to the same place on a regular basis, whether that's Vegas or whether it's Mexico or whether it's Disneyland or Disney World, you kind of tend to fall into this rut where you you do the same things all the time. You eat at the same places, you stay at the same hotels, you go to the same attractions because you're comfortable. You know, um, when you're creating content for people to consume, you kind of have to be willing to do different things. Otherwise, it's going to get really, really boring really, really quick. So I've, I've sort of had to do that to a certain degree of find new things to do. Um, what about you? Same deal? Yeah. And and you talk about comfort zone. And with here, Vegas can test you to a lot. I mean, if you are afraid of roller coasters, they have roller coasters. If you're afraid of heights, you could jump off the strat, right? If you're afraid of trying different cuisine, you've never tried. It's all here. You mentioned Chinatown. Chinatown, kick-ass spots there in Chinatown. I mean, you're talking about Golden Tiki. You're talking some of these cool spots that are there that, I mean, the original Sand Dollar, this whole month of October, the whole place is all decked out Halloween. I mean, there's so much stuff nonstop, by the way, I got to go there. I mean, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. There's just nonstop stuff going on in this city. And it's like every month something is happening. I mean, this week, just first Friday was going on. There's a festival grounds and having a big old uh, concert just nonstop. No matter where you go, Jeff, you're going to have fun. And that's my favorite. Like you said, going out of your comfort zone. I love trying new food. I've never, you know, tried, especially me coming from the food background industry, running, being a chef, running restaurants. I've done a lot of breakfast houses, steak houses. So trying a lot of these different Japanese and, you know, different Chinese cuisines and all these different stuff that they have to offer the Shaolong bows and stuff, you know, all this different stuff that I'd never thought I'd try and love it. I'm like, Holy crap. Where has this been all my life? Right. And it's right down the street from the strip. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm trying to get to people, you know, Sparrow and Wolf. There's so many great different restaurants that'll knock your freaking socks off that people don't know about because you do, you get in that vacation mode and a lot of people go, without a vehicle so it's hard to travel and i get that one too but word of mouth is a big one and if somebody here hey there's a kick-ass restaurant called ping ping pong at the orleans you got to go check this place out they might go visit that place right or you know just different places like that where they're like hey i've never been to this but i might go check that place out now because now i have this restaurant i want to check out and i've never been there and i want to check out this whole place anyway now i have two reasons versus one 
let's get in the Uber and go, you know? And so, I mean, there's, but you're absolutely right. Going out of the comfort zone is so easy to do here in so many different ways. If you're looking for shows that, you know, over the top, maybe a real, real sexy show they have, uh, is it Rogue over at the Strat? I mean, just so many different things going on. If you're a comedy person, again, Strat, LA Comedy Room, Tropicana, Laugh Factory. I mean, there's everything. Aces Comedy, there's Delirious Downtown at the Grand. There's so much stuff you can do and occupy your time that when people say, oh, they go to Vegas and they didn't have a good time, you need new friends. Yeah. That's always my that's always my thing is you need new friends. You need to be listening to some kick-ass podcasts or YouTube channels that are out there because there's people giving you the word of mouth of places to, to go to, things to do, new things popping up, different events and festivals going out on all the time. It, there's just so much stuff nonstop. And, I mean, you mentioned entertainment, the music. I mean, Aerosmith has residencies. There's, you know, there's Katy Perry. There's everybody. Adele will eventually be back whenever that's settled. But, I mean, there's so much stuff nonstop going on in this place that even every night I ask myself, what the hell are you doing tonight? Yeah. Because it's it's your playground, Jay. Where are you going to go? You know, and then you do. You have the eye-opening experiences, like, where there is all the fun. There is the realness that, you know, let's talk about the real side of Vegas, that, hey, there is the rough parts of, of the town that you should avoid. And there are those moments, guys, where, hey, you're going to visit parts of Vegas where it's not safe. Get the hell out of there. Don't be in those kind of don't put yourself in situations where, you know, you're in a rough part of town like Naked City or, you know, in certain parts of Boulder City or just different areas over late night out on Tropicana over where all the hotels, you know, are not in these, you know people of the night are so you just you got to know where to go and i've been getting the question a lot especially because i'm out here a lot jeff lately is hey jd are, are you okay you good I'm like i'm 100 percent well guys i work during the day and play at night and again i'm all over the town everywhere from downtown to the strip covering the valley i mean you name it i'm all over it. and i've never felt unsafe here because this is where i feel that people can genuinely come and have a good time and yes, there are, you know, there has been incidences where people are robbed and shot. And, and there's been so many different incidences over the, you know, since the COVID stuff, things have been getting a little crazy. But even last night, I'll tell you, even walking around last night, there is law enforcement and in plain view everywhere you go now. I mean, every side of the wall over on Fremont Street, all over the Strip, there's law enforcement and they are out. And I mean, it sucks that it's take these kinds of incidents to happen for this kind of stuff. But I've always felt they should always be out. You know, there's hundreds and thousands of people out there. You need to make sure everybody's safe. So, you know, it sucks that these kind of incidents happen. And But at the same time, there is a lot of good here. And this is why a lot of people's vacation destination is Vegas. Because at the end of the day, all that fun is here. You know, and again, guys, when I say, hey, there are those bad apples. They're everywhere in life. They're not only in Vegas, they're in your hometown too from wherever you're listening from. So let's be real. Like there's bad apples there. It's, it's all about avoiding them. And I, I do it. I see it. I walk around headphones on all day and I'm always looking over my shoulders. You know what I mean? I'm always seeing who's around me because if you don't look right, I'm going to watch you. And if you got a problem with me watching you, let's do something about it because it's me and you, buddy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I don't give a shit. Like, especially in the streets with the homeless and people like that. Like, I don't play. I don't trust them. I don't stay around them. I don't let them walk behind me. You just never know. And that's one thing is I'd r always rather be safe than sorry. So, um, yeah, it's 
I've always felt safe in the casinos everywhere I go in town, you know, whether I'm at a restaurant or hanging out with friends and stuff, I've never felt like I was in danger. But again, the fun is always just seconds to be had. And part of the problem is finding what you want to do because there's always something to do, whether it's a show or it's just nonstop at this place. And it can, can be very overwhelming sometimes. I, I don't think I've ever felt I've never had a situation where I felt unsafe in in yeah. Vegas. Um, I think the least safe I ever felt one time, I remember flying in on a Sunday night and my flight mm -hmm. got in. It was later in the evening. So by the time I got to my hotel and got checked in and freshened up and whatever, and I was like, OK, I'm going to go for a walk and uh, go find something to eat or whatever. And I walked out the front of Treasure Island and it was dead on, on yeah. Vegas Boulevard. It was a Sunday night, like 930. And it was dead. And I thought this, I feel less safe on an yes. empty Las Vegas Boulevard than I do on a totally crowded Saturday night. And, and I yeah. think it was just that whole it's because there were some shady because it's like, well, who are the shady characters that are out here right now when it's so quiet? Like, why are they here? Why am I shady? Why am I why? here? Like, what is happening? But that's yeah. that's really the only time I've ever felt even remotely close to unsafe. And then I did once make the mistake at the time. It didn't seem like a mistake because my brain, it just whatever. I wasn't really thinking about it, but I made the mistake of walking from uh, the Flamingo over to Tuscany along Flamingo Avenue, um, which, I mean, is is not a bad walk, and it's not really that far, but it's not a walk that you should be doing at night, and and I did it at night, and um, I, I was walking up there to go meet a couple of friends, and uh, and and when I told them I walked up there, they just were like, what, what do you mean you walked up here at this time of the night? You should, you, it's amazing you even made it alive, and looking back on it now, yeah, it is. It was probably not the smartest thing in the world that I could have done. Um, you get, it's amazing how you get that one block off of Las Vegas Boulevard, and mm -hmm. all of the sudden, it's like, this is a different world. <laughs> yes, yeah, it really is. You get on Koval, and it's, it is, it's, it's just one block over from the Strip, but I mean, it's day and night, so being on the Strip to where you're at now, and you do, you'll see a lot of the homeless people hanging out, 7-Eleven, that cornerish area, and you do, and that's a big part of it, like you said. Just keep moving and grooving, baby. Don't worry about them. Don't let them. I, I, I mean, I have headphones in a lot of the times, like I say. People ask me all the time. As soon as they start talking, I see the mouth moving. I just start shaking my head. No, and just keep moving. I'm bothered. It will stop. And, you know, I don't want to hear your story. I don't. I'm always getting hit up by people who's, you know, they're a good mechanic. If I ever need, you know, him to paint too, by the way, he can do my grass as well. Like everybody out here is a hustling, a hustler mentality. And one way or another, some for some reason somebody always needs help and then that's just the reality with a lot of the homeless out here and you'll notice that you know a lot of the times they're just passed out drunk out because they'll get money and they'll just drink themselves and they're good with their situations there's still a lot of homeless on the strip there's a lot of homeless downtown there's a lot of homeless anywhere you go and this being a tourist attraction like that stuff has to be cleaned up you know you take a drive down main street head over towards jerry's nugget at night you'll see it you'll see it like no other all along the sides of the walls there's just people just camped out and it's it's a it's a reality check sometimes you know you go to naked city and and there's there's spots around the back of the strap that you don't want to be late at night and even during the day taking the drives through these places i'm like 
holy shit, you know, and I'm from a rough area. I'm from Fresno, California. I'm from gangland. I'm from drug land. I know what this shit's like, right? So this was not an eye opener to me. It's not all new. It's not, you know, I'm, I'm used to the hustle and I know what the, you know, prostitution's like out in Fresno. And I know what the, all the, I know, I get all that. Okay. So coming to see all this shit firsthand and knowing, Hey, this person probably doesn't look like somebody I'm going to be talking to. So I'm going the other way. And if he happens to follow me, then we got a problem. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, avoid it. Because you can see it when it's coming. You know when it's, you're not in the position where you need to be. Just get the hell out of there. Move on. Get back to enjoying your trip. Find the fun places. There's plenty of fun to be had. But yes, there are some rough areas. And if you do find yourself in those areas, get out. There's no reason to be there. There's a reason why tourists are not going there to hang out and spend time on their vacation. So get back to what you was doing. But yeah, there's so much stuff like that that people overlook and that's what i like to tell people on my podcast is guys just always watch what's going on there's always people trying to hustle and scam you out there all the buskers out there are always going to try and get you in take a picture and then tell you afterwards just know this stuff before going the more you know the better you'll be if you in vegas if i mean get an idea of the rooms you're getting into get an idea of the rental car you're looking at get an idea of the places you're going to check out that way you're not just going in blind and you're not disappointed if you think you like shows and you like Broadway acts, there's plenty of that stuff here at the Smith Center. There's all kinds of events that you can do that doesn't have to be gambling related. And that's where I've tried to focus a lot of this stuff on lately. Like, yeah, we're a gambling casino related podcast, but Vegas has so much more to offer. So, I mean, I do. I go take, you know, these <laughs> police drift test drives and Go do different shit that a lot of people are not doing while trying to give you informational stuff like, hey, these are the best places to park because they're free and this is why and this is where you need to be and this is where they're located. If you're on the north end of the strip, you want these places. If you're on the south end or if you want down, there's these downtown, there's these options, right? So giving people a general consensus of, hey, there's still free options out there. There's still stuff to do and things to do and systems to utilize to get your way around vegas for your best bang for your buck and speaking of bang for your buck that's the thing that i've always loved about las vegas is you can quite literally make a vegas trip whatever you want to make it i'm on a bunch of different vegas facebook groups and one of the big questions people always ask is about budget how much money should i bring when i go to vegas and my response is always the same Vegas is what you want it to be. If you want to pay $10,000 a night to stay at the Hangover Suite at Caesars Palace and play $50,000 a hand blackjack and eat at high-end celebrity chef restaurants where the meal is going to cost you $5,000 and you want to go to nightclubs and uh, get VIP bottle service for you and 20 of your friends, you can do that. But at the same time, if you want to stay at the Flamingo for $45 a night and eat food court meals and drink beer at the Stage Door Casino for $3, you can do that too. It's kind of the the beauty part about going to Las Vegas. Again, you can make it whatever you want to make it. Yeah, 100%. I mean, that's that's the thing is with, I mean, just so many different areas on the Strip and downtown. You talk about bang for your buck. I mean, you're talking Miracle Mile that has plenty of places like flights and, you know, um, Ocean One Bar or Ocean One. And then you have, what's the other one? Flights and Blondies. I mean, these places, the Salsa Cantina, La Salsa Cantina, I mean, they have cheap breakfast options 
five, ten bucks. I mean, and then flights, they have these all you can eat packages where you just get to try everything on the menu. And there's three, three for ten dollar drinks at most of these places. And guys, I mean, you can get good deals all around town. It's just about getting to the right places. Cause again, a lot of strip bars, you're going to pay, you know, $20 drinks. You're going to food court meals. Some of them are going to be, you know, 20. I went to Johnny Rockets the other day. I was like, Oh, maybe I'll have lunch. Then I saw the price at $22 for a burger and fries. I'm like, fuck this. I'll try McDonald's <laughs> down the road on the way home. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't need it that bad. So, I mean, there's decisions and stuff you can do to actually still enjoy your trip. And you mentioned, I mean, the entertainment, I mean, there's there's a $9 spasmatic show at the South Point that happens on Fridays. And these guys dress up like nerds with a hat with the spinners on top. One wears the neck brace like his next bro. Dude, they play some of the best cover band music. And they are so good. The concert is 9 bucks, And by the way, they also have a, and that's Saturday nights. And by the way, on Friday nights, they have a free show they do in this uh south point lounge so i mean there's so much free opportunities and things to do i mean guys there are so much ways to save money yeah you don't have to splurge you know i've seen the uh different hotel packages and stuff that they are are doing for the f1 race that's coming up and you know like yeah they're gonna get a lot of those people that are gonna do that from other countries and overseas there's not gonna be a lot of people who visit vegas on the regular that are gonna jump on that right away and if they do it's going to be because they're already a high roller they already have pool with their casinos and these casinos already have reserved tickets for these events so that's how a lot of that stuff's going to go into play but this is going to be a money grab because it's such a big event and it's a worldwide known event it's going to be a money grab for people to just come and be here it's going to be a spectacle it's obviously going to be televised it's going to be at night it's going to be something totally different that vegas has never seen with the strips and stuff Areas being shut down, people are going to be viewing from all over. Um, it's going to be a money grab in a sense that obviously all the hotel prices go up, everything around the area prices go up. All of a sudden, you're getting all these surprise fees at restaurants that just pop up. So there's stuff to look out for. And I've been getting people who have been already meet, uh, messaging out, like, Jay, what should I do for the F1 race? Like, honestly, you should push your damn brooms now. Like, you shouldn't be messaging me. You should book your rooms. Like, get that now because what's going to happen, the closer it gets, the rates are just going to fly through the roof, dude. And then the next thing you know, you're not going to have a room available. You're going to be sleeping in your car asking me if I got an extra bed. (laughs) So book book that thing now because really these moments where events, Jeff, events and holidays and big, you know, Super Bowl playoffs and Pro Bowl prices on everything skyrocket in vegas and if you come to vegas obviously you know this stuff but guys if you don't come often enough i always recommend check just check in rooms i don't care if you're checking for months down the road just see what they're like because nine times out of ten if you're looking at a certain upcoming month or something it's going to be a little more expensive plus you're adding resort fees in on on top of what you're paying and again people are not accustomed to resort fees either they're not used to that you know, they're like, oh, well, I don't, I've never had this anywhere else. Well, welcome to Vegas, guys. This is a thing here. It's going to be the inevitable. Everybody's doing it. I mean, you have options like Four Queens downtown that's not doing it. I mean, and then there's other places with like $20, $25 resort fees like Ellis Island and El Cortez. And so it just really depends on where you go, knowing where you're going. You know, it, there's 
it's crazy, but I see F1 as a really, really big money grab because there's going to be so many people in town yeah. and the packages and stuff. I can see all of that stuff selling out because Vegas is a place for high rollers and $10,000 to us may be a shitload, but $10,000 to somebody from Dubai is probably, you know, a drop in the bucket, right? So it really is going to be interesting to see that week of people that are going to be here because they're going to have those pre-races and stuff. It's going to be nuts, dude. It's going to be nuts. People are going to be, I could imagine what the room prices are going to be like for a place like Cosmo that has the frontage rooms on the strip. Like, I mean, it's going to be crazy. So both my wife and I are Formula One fanatics. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. We, we are the ones who will watch the races every weekend. We watch the qualifying practice sessions. I have the, the Formula One, the F1 TV package online so that I can watch the races commercial free and get all the extra special cameras and all that kind of stuff. But I can tell you right now, I will not be at the Vegas Grand Prix. I will watch it from the comfort of my living room because I cannot help but think that this thing is going to be an absolute shit show. Yeah, 100%. From the 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 ticket prices, which are likely going to be just absolutely insane, to the room rates, which also are probably just going to be completely absolutely over the top like nothing Vegas has ever seen before to the weeks of traffic tie-ups leading up to the event to uh, Las Vegas Boulevard being shut down from Sands Avenue to Harmon Avenue for 19 hours a day for four days over the course of the event and the traffic tie-ups that that's going to cause it's it's going to be again I'm I'm a Vegas fan I'm an F1 fan, but I can't help but think that this is just going to be an absolute nightmare. See, and I agree with you, but I want to say, like, I agree with the sense that it's going to sell out 100%. Like, that's no question. Yeah. I mean, that, I mean, in the drop of a dime, that's going to do that. I think that's the reason. Uh, my buddy got, like, the biggest kick out of me last night because he was telling me we were at Circa hanging out with Derek Stevens and stuff at the Vega Bar. And he's like, Jay, how many uh, Vegas Nights game you been to? I was like, none. He's like, what? I go, no, I've never been. He's like, what the fuck? He's like, okay, well, what about, like, um, what about Raiders game? I'm all, none. He goes, why? I go, listen, you know how much better it is to watch the game on TV versus being at the game? Like, I'm not one who's in the big t- on drinking anyway, so I'm not already there for that reason you don't get to hear what the hell's going on when you're at the game. You don't really know what's happening unless, you know, you're actually having a good seat. And honestly, I wasn't in no big rush to go see the first season and spend, you know, whatever, 500 bucks of tickets, whatever it was to get a ticket and fight through all that mess. I, dude, there's plenty of other options for me to do. I could watch it on TV from one of the sports bar that's right down the road, right? And he's like, dude, you have, I, like, I will. I'll go to Raiders games. I'm going to VGK games, but I'm just kind of letting the dust settle because even the VGK games, like, I've been out at uh, Park MGM when all the festivities start and the marching bands come. I mean, it's it's really unique. And, I mean, the pregame festivities of the whole arena and the way they do stuff, I mean, it's it's something to be seen, mm-hmm. but 
I was in no rush to go straight to the Raiders game and go through all that. I mean, I've been to plenty of NFL games. I'm a huge Bears fan. So anytime they came to California, I was going to them. And to me, I was like, yeah, it's great to go see my team play. But it's honestly a lot better on fucking TV. Like, I mean, yeah. you save the money, you get to <laughs> actually cook from home, watch it from your house. I mean, it's great. It's so much better. Like, the Raiders are always going to be the Raiders. Like, they'll, they'll be there. I'll get there at some point. I'm just in no rush. And, yeah, with the whole F1 thing, the last thing I'm going to do is be out on the Las Vegas Strip and crowds of people and – Hell no. I watched that from some sports bar here in town. Probably at Circle will watch it. So, yeah, it's uh, it's absolutely right in the sense that because it's a big event, everybody and their mothers want to come and see it and be here for the first one. Mm-hmm. And if it does go super well, which we're already anticipating, Jeff, this is going to be a thing that just is every year. Yeah. And it's going to just get bigger and bigger and like EDC, right? Like it just keeps growing and growing. So, yeah, it's pretty nuts. Like, how big these events and these festivals and even residencies can bring people in nonstop. It's pretty freaking unique. After the break, Julian shares one of the toughest parts of being a Vegas podcaster and creating content. And we hypothesize on what's been leading to a decrease in deals in Las Vegas as of late. That's next on Jeff Does Vegas. If you're headed to Las Vegas and looking for somewhere different to get your entertainment fix, then the space is the place for you. A one-of-a-kind venue, you'll find the space at the corner of Polaris and Harmon in the shadow of the world-famous Vegas Strip. Check out some of these cool events coming to the space. October 25th, Off Strip presents Table for Deux. A little sugar, a little spice, and a touch of naughty. Well, you do something nice. It's Off Strip's charity costume party and cabaret. The theme this year, dynamic duos and famous pairings. October 29th, the space welcomes Mr. Jimmy, the Led Zeppelin revival, featuring Akio Jimmy Sakurai, as he and his band recreate the magic and energy of Led Zeppelin's 1975 tour live on stage. November 6th, Illuminati Hotties hits the stage at the space with special guests Enumclaw and Guppy. And November 7th, the best of the Las Vegas entertainment community gathers together once again to raise $10,000 in 90 minutes with Monday's Dark. Proceeds going to support the Burlesque Hall of Fame. Something that I've really noticed, and I think sports has been a big catalyst to this, and I've noticed it more so since the Vegas Golden Knights have come in, but um, obviously with um, Raiders football coming and uh, big events like Formula One, and now basically every UFC event is hosted there, and there's March Madness, and there's um, all these, Super Bowl is, is a huge deal, obviously. All these things are coming up. It's getting more expensive. Vegas is getting more expensive in general, but particularly with hotel rooms, it's getting harder and harder for somebody like me who was traditionally a Sunday to Wednesday or Monday to Thursday guy who would spend 35 bucks a night to stay somewhere like Bally's. It's getting harder and harder to find those deals because there's just so much going on in the city. And traditionally it's always been a case of, well, when there's big events, rates go up. Now it's just like, there's so many big events all the time that the rates are just always up. Yeah, it is. It's hard. It's hard to find the deals, but I mean, that's not to say if you're not looking, you can't find them because they are out there. There are days where, you know, there's nothing going on here. And 
as, as shocking as it sounds to say, that means there's no real big festival or event going on. I mean, every weekend, last weekend was Oktoberfest, the weekend before that. I mean, they had the uh, Mexican Independence Day. I mean, it was just not, it's nonstop back to back to back. And that's what's cool. And that's what helps me even keep track of what's going on or stay in the loop is it, I don't mean to keep pushing it is this Vegas near me app is because we have everything listed. I'm like, holy crap, they have an Oktoberfest. I didn't even know that they just had it out two days in a row or they have this Renaissance fair going on this weekend. That's right down the street. And I'm like, Man, there's so much cool stuff that's going on that everyday people would go and check out. Point, plain example, um, The Palms on Mondays. The Palms has $5 movies at their Brendan Theaters. And if you've never been to their Brendan Theaters, I was just there this past Monday, dude. And this place is a theater totally Vegas style. Everything's decked out. The numbering on the rooms when you walk in are disco balls that are rotating and the numbers are on and the whole place are decked out in graffiti by graffiti artists. I mean, this place is freaking cool. And you do not think I'm at a movie theater right now. Like, and it's five bucks. So last weekend I went and watched two movies for the price of one and spent my night there at Palms and just kind of, you know, watch one movie in between went, hit on a slot machine, won $300, went back, watched the next movie. So it was a win-win, and it was really nice. But again, $5 movies, there's always something like that to do. There's so much cheap events that you don't have to do everything expensive. There are deals. There are meal deals. There are places to go check out. Like we mentioned, some small shows that are you know, not going to be $130 or $150 ticket or sometimes absence up there at $300 sometimes, you know? You can check out a crazy show that's downtown that nobody knows about, like a Particle Inc. for $40 and leave the place like, what the hell did I just watch right now, right? Uh -huh. Like, so there's different things like that throughout this town that I feel like nobody knows about. And there's all these little businesses, Jeff, that are just mom and pop places that do stellar food or do something like desserts that you've never tried and you never thought you'd try because it just, you know, you never had a chance to. And lo and behold, it's right here at this little stand that just happens to be in this outlet mall, right? And you're like, what the hell? And then the next time you see them, they have their own brick and mortar and they're now doing their own business. You're like, no freaking way. So, uh, you know, people like uh, the Dirt Dog here in Vegas, I know yeah. them very well. And I've known them when they first started and the manager, me and him have become really close friends, and I've done a few videos with them at their down to, downtown property. They opened one at the Showcase Mall. They just opened another one on Sahara. These people message me every time they open a place, Jeff, to say, hey, Jay, we're opening another one. Love for you to come out and check this place out. Jeff, I'm nobody. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? I am absolutely nobody. But the fact that they want me to come out or try this new Snoop Dogg uh hot dog or this exhibit special that they're doing now jay come try it out let your people check it out i'm so honored because i mean it's one it's re it really is the reward of doing all this but the funnest part is fighting with these fuckers because they never want to let me pay for my food or anything right so <laughs> i'll i'll find my way and i'll tip every employee in the building like i'll get my way around doing it but there's a lot of these businesses bro where they're like hey we love what you do. We love how you give the word of mouth. Like 
we'd love to show you some stuff we're doing. You got time to come down? Like, yeah, I'll come down. Like, really? Yeah, I'd love to come down. I've never been. I want to check it out authentically. Like, I'd love to tell people about it. And then they blow your socks off and Mm -hmm. give you some stuff you didn't think you were going to get into. And you're like, holy crap. And then, like I said, every time I go somewhere, I always argue with businesses. I'm like, guys, come on, let me pay. No, 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 Jay, you're already doing enough. You're telling people about our place. Like, please, you're going to go back and talk about it on your show. We already know how you are and how you carry yourself. And I'm like thinking to myself, I get paid to come here. Nobody wants to let me pay for my food. (laughs) I've I've made connections every new place that I go to. I got a new friend in contact every time I walk out of that door. And nine times out of 10, they have another friend that they want me to go check out. And this happens every time I go to a place. So that lets me know. And my wife says it all the time. She's like, babe, you're just super personable. You're super easy to get along with. Your personality is super. I mean, you're just, you're not like your typical person. You know how to open a person up. And you're very good about talking to people and you carry yourself well. I said, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm all about trying to get a person's story out of them. I want to find out where you came from. I want to find out what you're about, what you like to do, and what you like to do on your free time. Because if you mention a place that I've never been to, nine times out of ten, I'm probably going to go check out this place. And especially if you tell me there's something really unique or something really cool about it, or they just happen to serve what you would consider some of the best pizza in Vegas, I'll be there tomorrow, right? Like That's just the fun in the game of, checking some of these places out because when they see you walk in especially me right now you can see my hat jeff but the listeners can't on my hat there's a big youtube thing on the side right so it's no secret that when i walk into places they're like oh and then they realize fuck that's that's the guy who's always talking about this place or that's the guy that was just here last month he put a video out there's some places i go back to and i'm weary about right like if i did a dispensary video and tell people hey these are the different dispensaries you should visit and why this one has no taxes this is one you should check out after i did the video and i put the video up i was a little nervous the next time i went to the dispensary um because i didn't know if they were going to say something or be pissed off about it dude i walked in and the manager of the place like dude love the video by the way i got some stuff i'd love for you to try and it's on the house. And I'm like, no, 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 I didn't come here for that, dude. You know, I come here already. I said this was my favorite place for a reason. There's no taxes. Like, that's why I come here. I buy, you know, I always all only buy here, dude. Like, what, what? I don't need shit from you. I'm here to buy my stuff. And he's like, no, 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 you're trying these new things out. And I'm like, dude, I'm nobody, Jeff. And that's the graciousness that these businesses give you when you come in and you authentically want to tell people about their business that, Literally, dude, I, I can't tell you enough on how freaking cool it is that this city's like this and it happens with every place. I was just at Randy's Donuts yesterday and I walked in. All I did was walk in, Jeff, and I was just checking it out. I hadn't even said a word to a person. I'm looking around, checking out the donuts, looking at the, you know, the whole atmosphere of the place. And the lady asked me, she's like, can I help you? I said, can I get a coffee? Sure. She gets me a coffee. Any donuts? Like, not yet. I think I'm going to, I'm going to lay out my video kind of I'm kind of checking it out first I'm going to do a video on the place and I was like because I think it's super unique not only are you one of the newest spots and you're an LA based chain you made your way into Vegas but you guys just added a drive through you're 24 fucking hours like this is really cool super unique not many places like this right so I thought I'd come down check it out I go to pay for my coffee have a nice day sir 
Like, come on, guys. I'm not here for that shit. Like, so I throw $5 in the bucket. I'm like, guys, I'm not here for it. And the guy after me is like, she said, have a nice day, bro. Like, how much you got to tell you, right? Like, so <laughs> and we start laughing. Like, that's, that's awesome. And that's, that's what I, I go, you saw what happened, right? And he's laughing. He's like, she said, have a nice day. You're going to argue about free coffee? Like, yeah. So everywhere you go, Jeff, I mean, if you carry yourself well, you present yourself well, you're genuinely interested in what people are doing and you want to relate that information these businesses open up to you like no tomorrow. The fact that I have, that I text with business owners here in Vegas blows my fucking mind, Jeff. I don't live here. Yeah. Like it, it's crazy. And I love it because I'm always finding something to do. I don't know where I'm going for lunch today, but I guarantee it's going to be good. <laughs> I find it so funny that you, you mentioned having to fight with people to pay for stuff. Um, I've run into this a few times, not with, uh, restaurants, but with shows, because my wife and I, we love going to shows and, and we have a lot of friends that are involved in these shows and we want to support them. We want to help them be successful and, and make money at their endeavors. So we are totally willing to pay for show tickets, but inevitably they end up giving us tickets for free. And so then we need to try and find other ways to support them. And we, we ran into this last year um, with Jen Kramer, the magician at the Westgate. We went and saw Jen at the Westgate. We were her guests. We were very happy to be her guests. It was not expected. I had reached out prior to us going and just said, hey, I'd love to meet you after the show and have a chat because I had had her on the podcast for a conversation and she was just a an absolute sweetheart. And I really wanted to meet her in person and thank her. So after the show, my wife and I are standing out front. She's got her, her merch table set up and her assistant is there selling merch. And we bought our nieces and nephews these... Um, Jen Kramer snap bracelets that had a little USB drive in them that uh, had videos of magic tricks. So we thought, you know, it'd be kind of fun for the kids to learn how to do some magic tricks. That great stuff. So we're chatting with Jen. She's going to give us these things. And we said, no, 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 we already bought them. And she's, what do you mean you bought them here? Let me give you your money back. And we, we had to fight with her to not give us our money back because we were like, no, we want to support you. We, we want to, we want to help you. We want to support you and help you be successful at this. And, and so anyways, it, it just, it really cracks me up. You mentioned the show with Jen, the same happened with my wife a couple of weeks ago. I wanted to bring her out for her birthday and just do a bunch of shit we've never done. And that's where we like, you know what? We really don't do shows. Let's add in a couple shows. And so I did a lot of the planning. She didn't know what was going on, but I had everything laid out day by day. Now, when it came to the shows, I had a friend I met a few months back. He's one of the head lead singers. And that's and it's going back to guys, word of mouth, this whole city being networking, people knowing each other, right? So this band is called Original Chaos. They're a band here. They perform on Fremont. They perform over at Level Up at MGM. They're all over the place. I even believe they're at Westgate every now and then. So they're all over. And they're a really good band. And they were recently named the best cover band in Las Vegas for 2022. So, I mean, they got some kind of, you know, some kind of consistency there and, and a lot of pride in what they do and very good guys. But they were always you know, messaging on Twitter. Hey, if you're ever in town, we're out here live 10 o'clock. We'll be performing out here. And I'm not a big rock person. Okay. I, I'm going to backtrack there. First, I didn't realize, Jeff, how much I enjoy live music until I started coming and working Vegas so much. 
I am out on Fremont Street watching Spandex Nation, Alter Ego, 80 State. I mean, you name it. I am watching these bands every night. And it's all different music. It doesn't have to be rock. It's old school. It's country. I mean, the Tony Marquez band is killer. There's so many different bands, even throughout the town, not just Fremont Street, that pop up. And I'm like, holy crap. There's some really, really good performers that don't have to be a Beyonce or Usher or a you know, Bruno Mars, you don't always have to go and see that caliber. You can get that in some of these everyday shows. So, I mean, dude, what, what you're saying is 100% cool. And then right, because when you know people, these lead singers of the band, turns out one of them, after I met him and, you know, we were ha ta taunting each other so much on Twitter, like, yeah, dude, I'm going to come out. I'm going to find you guys. I kept telling, I'm going to find you guys. I'm just going to show up one night. So I did. I showed up one night. They were at Level Up. And I was just happened to be passing through MGM. But about an hour earlier, I saw they were performing that night there. So I was like, you know what? I have nothing to do. I'm going to go sit down and watch some live music. Jeff, I cannot tell you how good this band was, right? And I'm like, fuck, they're playing everything. They were playing Stacy's Mom, all the small things, like all the old school songs you listened to in high school, right? And I'm like, these fuckers are good. And then they started going by years and covering different decades. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so good. Met them afterwards. The bassist is also one of the performers in the show, Atomic Saloon. So I was like, oh, my God. I was like, really? My boss loves the show. I haven't been. I said, but I plan to take my wife in a couple of months when I come back on her birthday as a surprise. He's all, really? He's all, and you've never been? I was like, no, dude, never been. And his buddy, he already knew who I am. He's like, dude, there's a podcast here in Vegas, YouTube. He likes to make videos and stuff. And I go, I'd love to have you guys come on and talk about not only Atomic Saloon, but the actual band and where you guys perform and give people, you know, more heads up on what you guys do. The dude's like, no, 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 time out. When you and your wife come, I want you guys to come to our show and I'll cover your tickets. Your name's already at Will Call. I just sent it to my guy right now. He's like, no, 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 stop that. I was like, I, I haven't even met you for 10 seconds, dude. Like, <laughs> slow it down. Like, you know, take me to dinner first. Like, hold on here. And so he was like, dude, no, I want you to come check it out. Jeff, I had to argue with them for two months before getting there. I'm like, dude, I don't want to pay. I don't want you to give me these comps. Let me at least pay half. So they let me pay half of my ticket's value, which I thought was so cool. I said the same thing. I want to support, guys. I want to give you guys something. I said, obviously, you can't just throw a hundred dollars at a crew of people like i want to be able to still pay something so they did they let me pay half of the ticket price instead of comping the whole thing with i thought thank you because again they see that hey we are we we do we want to be supportive we don't we're not there for anything free uh -huh. but we realize hey at the end of all this we're going to get an experience that we're going to be able to tell people about and that's why we show up and they knowing that restaurant act or restaurant entertainer you name it you walk in the doors and they're like oh this is cool that guy who loves talking about my place is here he's ready to tell people or let's see what we're going to do today and they are that much more excited to have you in as we talked about earlier the outsider they're happy to welcome you in and show you what they have going on so dude vegas does some really cool things that I didn't know were possible. And again, the connections and the networking, it comes back full circle to what we talked about earlier. It's just, it's got its own community and its way of, you know, networking with each other that it's pretty cool. It, it, the word of mouth and the networking, the friendships you can make in this place can lead to a lot. I do want to talk to you about your podcast, um, Vegas Confessions podcast. You do an amazing job. You 
score some really, really great guests and have some great interviews and, and great conversations. And something that I love about what you guys do is, and something I love about what you do is you really, you don't focus on one thing. You're not just a gambling podcast. You're not just a reviews podcast. You, you, you really do cover a lot, pretty much anything and everything to do with Vegas. And it's hard because you want to not leave stuff out, right, Jeff? You want to make it as authentic for a person when they're listening. You're like, God, I want to make it as detailed as possible so they can get the best idea and description of a place before going there. And that's hard to do sometimes with the audio version. But when I started realizing hey, find the unique things, the stuff to mention, the things that stuck out to you and roll with that. Move on to the next place, whether it's not on the same topic, but just kind of show them, hey, you're not only doing gambling. You're not only doing the same restaurants. You're not only doing a show. You're not, you're going to do something new. You're going to come back with something new to talk about. You're going to experience and dive into, like we talked about, something uncomfortable. Like I do, Jeff, I have the goal of jumping off the top of the strat, but I don't plan on doing the goal anytime soon. So, I mean, there's <laughs> stuff like that where I do have ideas and stuff in place, but some stuff I'm more eager to do than others. But, I mean, there's so much stuff that it is. There's so much genuine meetups with people. There's so much genuine groups. There's so much genuine people that come out. And then, like you said, there's also the locals that like to get with you and take, hey, Jay, let's go take out, let's go check out this place over here. It's called Steiner's. It's off of Buffalo. And they're open 24 hours and they got a burger that's 20 bucks and it's got some Kobe beef in it. I'm like, what? For 20 bucks? Let's fucking go. So we'll go there at three o'clock in the morning. And then the next thing you know, the next day we're there because they do a 777 breakfast that you have to check out because it's pancakes and it's a whole plate of food and it's well worth the money. And it's really good at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> so <laughs> There's just really good spots that these people like to take you to. And they're like, Jay. I love that. And they know that about me, that I like to get go off and adventure and do different shit that they're like, hey, Jay, I want to take you to Little Mexico. Oh, whoa, 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 what? Little Mexico, Jay, you can get yourself a sombrero on one corner, a chicken, you can get your car painted on the other, and then you can pick up a sofa if you need it on the way out. <laughs> like, that's the kind of shit I love. All you got to do is look and the city has it all, but people don't realize, hey, guys, there's so much stuff to do. And that's where it becomes a real challenge, Jeff, is you do you want to squeeze it all in. And at the rate that I do stuff in the places that I go, a lot of the times I overlook or even don't even think about stuff that may be interesting to somebody that I do that I don't even think, hey, they might want to listen about. Right. So, I mean, there's stuff that I do that people are like, why didn't you talk about that place when you went to the place? Like what place? They're like, oh, you mentioned this Roma Deli place, but you just kind of talked about how good their Italian food was. Like, really? I didn't even realize. Well, guess what? Now we're going back and we're going to get the full detail of this whole menu, the whole layout of the land, how it started, when it started. Let's get the owner on and let's talk about why he got involved. By the way, guys, he's a professional poker player and so is his dad. You want to get interesting? <laughs> and so that's the kind of stuff I'm always looking at. Like, hey, let's take this shit to the next level. I don't want to be the best podcaster, the biggest YouTuber, the biggest anything. I don't want to be anything. I just want to have fun with what I'm doing, do it at a different manner that nobody else is trying to do it and keep it my own way. My biggest thing when coming in was trying to find my way, right? Everybody has a podcast. Everybody does their show a certain way. 
You have to be different. You have to find your own way. What makes you unique and stand out. That makes the listener want to come back to your episode versus another episode, right? So that's always my mindset is it's not competition. It's how you're going to stand out, Jay. What are you going to do differently that other people are not doing? And for me, it was, I have, you know, I reached out in the beginning when I first started podcasting. Hey, guys, would any of you guys be offended if I started a podcast and I started telling people about the way, you know, I do Vegas and my stories and the places I think they should visit? They're like, Jay, why are you messaging me? Do you need like equipment? Do you need help? Or what what the hell are you messaging me for? What do you want? Like, no, I wouldn't care. Please do a podcast. I would love that. And everybody was like that, Jeff. And I'm like, all right, this is really cool. Everybody thinks I'm full of shit just for even asking if they would be offended for me starting a podcast because they were all the podcasters, right? So I was like, I'm I'm just going to do it. I stuck with it as of seven years ago, Jeff, and I haven't stopped. And it's been one of the funnest hobbies and journeys I've ever done. And you talk about the network and relationships and the stuff it's led to. I mean, it's it's it does something with the podcast. The podcast is what surprises me because you think, oh, well, YouTube, more people see you on YouTube and people get more of a visual. Jeff, I get 10 times more downloads on the podcast than I could on the YouTube channel any day of the month. And it's always baffling to me because I'm always like, hey, guys, I got a YouTube channel. Hey, guys, I got a YouTube channel, right? And so, but they like the podcast. And that lets me know, hey, Jay, don't change shit up. Do shit. Do what you're doing already because what you're doing is making those listeners come back. They like listening to the authentic stories. They like listening to the different times we had, what we did, what I discovered, this place I just stopped by and why I thought it was cool. And why they should visit on their next trip. So what I do, and I do appreciate you saying that, is because sometimes it is, it's a challenge to get it all in, but it's so fun to relive the moments. And that's why I love doing the podcast, because you get to talk about all the good and sometimes the bad. And those stories, people can relate to that, whether it's good or bad. And they're interested because they may be either going or they may be either just getting back and had a trip or a certain situation that was similar that I can relate to. And just by the way you talk and your delivery and the way you know you describe things and your storytelling, you can create a listener for the rest of your life. And that's what I've been able to do when, you know, just thinking, I'm just talking into a microphone. Like nobody wants to listen to me talking to a microphone. And then we were like, well, People are actually listening. So then me and my wife are like, well, we know of all these other podcasts that are doing it informatively and in a different ways, more like new segments and stuff. Let's go out there and have fun and not only bring back the information, but try stuff that other people are not doing, because that's going to also do something. And that goes for creators that are listening to this. If you're into YouTube or if you're into podcasting or anything, any kind of dynamic or any kind of criteria you're into getting into, find what sets you apart. You're always going to want to be a little bit different than what everybody else is doing. Don't be, don't be following the crowd. Stand out from the crowd because otherwise, guess what? You're just going to fit in and you're going to blend in. You don't want to blend in because if you blend in, you're never going to go anywhere. It's just it's always going to be a hobby. And I'm a prime and perfect example who's turned my love and passion of what I do into my full-time career. I mean, brother, I can sit here and podcast and record any time of the day I want to get paid for it work at any time in the hour I want to adjust my own hours go out and work when I want come back play when I want it's something surreal that's turned into real life that I'm super fortunate blessed and believe me I'm not fucking this one up right like that's one thing I have to do is make sure this is successful we keep doing what we're doing we're networking with everybody in town 
especially my friends when they come in like yourself, like everybody, when there's a chance to hang out with them, I have to do it because that's my way of paying back respect for them listening and watching, right? Like I want to go hang out with them if they take the time to watch and say, hey, I find you entertaining and I want to spend some time with you. Like, what are we doing? Where are we going? What are we doing? Let's do it. So, and the fact that you do that, and this probably be one of the last good stories I mentioned is yesterday I was at the link recording a video and a guy walks up to me and he's like, Hey Jay. And now mind you, I always had the AirPods in. So like I watch people. And when I saw him, his mouth was already moving. He was looking at it. So I knew he was talking to me, right? And his hands were moving. And I'm like, Hey, what's up, dude? He's like, Hey Jay, I'm just, I can't believe I just fucking ran into you, dude. My name's Brock. And I've been following you guys for a long time. I'm from, I go, you're, you're Brock Beddingfield. He's like, wait, how do you know that? I go, dude, you've been interacting with me on social media for years. You don't think I'm aware of who you are? I saw you were coming out to Vegas a few days ago, and I knew there was a good chance I'd probably run into you because I was working on the strip all week. And he's like, you remembered my name? He goes, that's so fucking weird. I go, listen to this. You know my name. You remember who I am. It's just as weird, right? And he's like, yeah, I guess you got a point. I'm like, that's the coolness in all of this, brother. We all got a love and affection for Vegas that when we're here in town, it doesn't matter who you are. It really doesn't matter who you are. If I can do it, anybody can do it. If you have the love and the passion for what you do, let it shine. Let it show. Stick to it. Stick to your guns and continue with what you do. And guess what? It's going to land somewhere. Something's going to stick. If you keep throwing stuff at the wall, at some point, it's going to stick. And that's just the way it is in this, you know, and in, in, in any career, you got to stick to what you do, stick to your guns and ha- make sure you have that passion for it every day. And it's pretty hard not to find a place intriguing. I mean, like this, I mean, it's pretty hard not to fall in love with a place like this. That's just nonstop where people are here coming to have fun. So literally when I'm out walking around every night, I can't tell you, Jeff, how many times I laugh at just people 60, 70 years old, enjoying themselves, dancing, a full blast, having a good time, not caring who's watching. That's what I love about Vegas. It doesn't matter if you're black, white, green, or blue, big or small. You're here to have fun. And when people are having fun, that's my favorite thing to walk by and just see people laughing and just having a good time because that right there is why people come here. And that right there is the reason why I'm here because, you know, I was doing that, but I just... I was able to do it to a different level and find different ways to make sure I utilized it to eventually turn this into a full-time thing. And I had these talk with friends years ago, like, hey, how do I turn this whole YouTube podcast, social media stuff into a I don't really know what the fuck I'm doing, right? And a lot of my friends, especially the big creators here in town, they're, they're like, Jay, just keep doing what you're doing. If people want to track you down on social media and, of course, listen to the podcast, uh, lots of different ways to do that. How can they go about it? Oh, yeah. The the social media on Twitter, we're Vegas Confessions Pod. On Twitter, it's the Vegas Confessions Podcast. You look us up. Uh, I also have another one, Julian Romero 559. That's the real one. I just retweet all the Vegas Confessions stuff. There's a, what are, Instagram. We're on Facebook. Where uh, the podcast you can listen to on any podcasting platform, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all that good stuff. I mean, you name it. We're on Podbean. We're everywhere. Um, again, if you're in a good Vegas content, just a little different delivery and the way that we bring it is a little raw and real for you. 
and but again like jeff said we like to cover it all we like to hit places nonstop. and again a big kudos to you before i leave jeff we talked about the atomic bomb episode the other one i have to mention is my wife so we are gathering all this content for this vegas stuff with the new job and so i'm doing all the youtube stuff my wife listens to all the vegas related podcasts and right now she's at somewhere of about 45 50 active right so she's got all these different podcasts on her list. But one day she came to me and she's like, oh, babe, check this out. And I'm like, what? She's like, uh, I want you to listen to this. I don't know if you caught this. And I hadn't listened to the episode yet, but I thought this was really cool. The episode was titled Sharing the Love. That's what it was. Okay, so you talked about our podcast and what we did and the different, you know, the way we deliver and we talk about stuff. And she got the biggest kick out of that because she had just started listening to your podcast. She heard that episode and like, babe, come here. You got to listen to this shit. I'm like, babe, this guy's name is Jeff and he's really good. Like the following month is when I was like, look, you got to listen to this one. We listened to the atomic bomb one on the way home. Right. And, and she's like, he is real. I go, the voices, the sound effects, the, everything about this podcast is just a good freaking listen that. And that's what you do, brother. You get us sucked in, man. And uh, I know it takes time for you to do your episodes, but when they come out, they're really, really good, man. They're really good. I love the everything that goes into it. It really does make it for an enjoyable list. So again, as, as a podcaster to another podcaster, I mean, not only thanks for having me on, but this has been, it's been a fucking blast, man. You're making me blush, man. You're making me blush. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. No, but I do, I appreciate other creators and, you know, when you find people who do what you do, you have a different level of respect, right? Because this does, it takes passion, it takes time, it takes effort. And it's not something that the average Joe does. So doing a podcast takes a lot of dedication, takes a lot of commitment. And it, it does, it takes a lot of work. And people don't realize that, you know, hours go into this stuff. And yes, we call it a hobby. But it's a hobby that we like doing because there's repercussions from it when meeting people and having these rewards of spending time with people and them i mean the same way i argue with these people in the restaurants not being able to pay for food it happens with the listeners and the people who watch the youtube jay i want to take let's go eat that circa like okay yeah no i'm paying no i'm no fuck you i didn't come with you for you to pay my meal you right like all right you want to play a game you put your hat you put your credit card in my hat i put my credit card in the hat we'll shake it up and we'll have the server pick a credit card you want to play it we'll call it we'll call it dinner roulette how about that so it's just stuff like that where you get friends to have a good time. And Jeff, I mean, I'm sure you're starting to see this more and more. The more the stuff, the content goes out, and the more you're giving people ideas and the more that they, they appreciate it, they are that much more willing and inclined because I, I say it all the time on the podcast. I'm like, guys, you guys ever see me in public? Please come say hi. Don't be a stranger. Say, I mean, let me know you listen. I'd love it. It's rewarding and it's gratifying because it lets you know that, hey, you're doing something for a reason. And people listen, they get some kind of enjoyment out of you and they do say hi to you. And that's, that's, that's over the top and hanging out with them. And when they want to spend time with you makes it all come full circle. And again, doing this, being able to connect with people like you who are in this community and love what we do, man, and have an appreciation for Vegas that we have content that we create about it and the podcast and, you know, YouTube as well. It's uh, it's appreciative and, and it does, it's, it shows a lot about, how much love and passion you have for what you do because each and every episode is fucking enjoyable, dude. It's really good. I appreciate that, man. Thank you for the kind words and thank you 
for taking time to jump on and uh, have a conversation. I'm glad we were finally able to uh, make our calendars connect and uh, and get this going. Hey, my brother, keep up the good work, and I look forward to chatting with you soon, my friend. Be well. Once again, be sure to follow Julian and the Vegas Confessions podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Vegas Confessions Pod. And you can search out the Vegas Confessions podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, you can find all these links in the show notes at jeffdoesvegas.com. Talk about a pretty solid listen, right? And especially for the newer people who have discovered the podcast within the last couple of years, we cover so much different stuff that it's always nice to go over and recap some of the older stories as well. My friends, I want to thank you guys for joining me this week. I know this was a longer interview, but it was fun with a lot of beneficial information. And I want to give a huge shout out to Jeff, who was super entertaining. And I'm super gracious that he invited me on the podcast. It was really fun to line it up and especially be able to do it in Vegas and share some of those stories that were actually happening in time. That's what I love bringing back. And we got a lot more of those coming to the table. And on top of that, I'm bringing some guests on who were just with me in Vegas, and they have some killer freaking stories. If you're enjoying the podcast, do us a favor to leave us a review on iTunes, give us a shout out on social media, or head over and check out our YouTube channel where I just tried out the new rock, paper, scissors slot machine, a new carnival slot machine. I even went to check out that Randy's Donuts place that we mentioned throughout the interview. Plus, I just released a Circa walkthrough of a presidential suite that my buddy Sean invited me up to super cool and there's so much more fun stuff coming out like i'm even releasing the video of trying the buddy v's pizza vending machines that are located inside of the link yeah that's right you heard that right i'm releasing that video over the next couple of days head over check out the youtube channel so much fun content coming down the pipeline fun stories and so much good times guys thank you so much for checking out this week's episode i look forward to hearing from you and i will catch you guys in the next one cheers 